0: Hi, this is Ronnie James Beal inviting you to dream evil in 1988. And stay tuned right here. I think the things that I've been more able to to accomplish in Dio than than any of the other bands, Sabbath, Rainbow, um, with the exception of Elf, which was the first band that I had, uh, was to be in control. When I was in Rainbow, it was virtually Richie's band, even though my involvement was um, very total as a musician. But when someone pays the money uh, to start a band and pays for a tour, then that's the person who really pulls the not only the purse strings, but the, the puppet strings, I think. Uh, so control was, was there, but it was more difficult to, to deal with. Uh, and Sabbath, it was a very democratic kind of an organization in that everyone shared. Uh, not fair, because only a few of us ever shared in the creativity of it, and that was myself and Tony Iommi. So then in Dio, I've had a chance to have total control, but also not being stupid, I've tried to give some of that control and a lot of creativity to the other people in the band as well. That That is what I think was missing in Rainbow in that Richie wanted to have he and I do everything and didn't give a chance to any of the other people who were writers in that band to, to really partake. And in Sabbath, everyone was considered to be a partaker, but only a few were. So again, very democratic, but very foolish, I thought. And now in Dio, I've tried to take the best of both worlds, which is... Uh, Using total involvement of the creative talents around you, but still maintaining control because I think I know what this band is supposed to do. shows the kind of music that we do, which is you know, hard rock, heavy metal music, because I think it's a more of a reflection of my attitude musically, and my attitude as a person. I'm a very aggressive person, a very intense person. I like to deal within, with fantasy uh, also within the confines of aggressiveness and intensity. And it's the perfect uh, avenue for me to, to go down. I can be as intense as I want to. I can get involved in a lot of fantasy, especially dark fantasy, within the confines of the minor keys and the minor modes of this music. And it's just the perfect means, it's the perfect vehicle for me to travel down the highway of rock and roll, I think. That's why I chose it. I talk about evil or a devil or the devil uh, in explicit terms i talk about I talk about it in the devil 's negativity as opposed to anything being positive about evil because there is nothing positive about evil at all nothing so i 'm always laying out warnings and telling people or asking people to tr- to make a choice of roads or paths that are laid out in front of them and giving them the benefit of my experience saying perhaps if you go to the the road to the left you'll be a little bit happier than if you go to the road to the right. easy to conceive. It's difficult to build. Anyone can conceive an idea, but to give it to someone to make it come alive, especially the way we have to, going from dragons and from to spiders to aliens to uh, Egyptian stage sets to monsters looming above great cliffs, is easy to conceive and easy to conceptualize, but very difficult to put into uh, steel and rivets. Uh, and once you find the right people to do that, you've got that leg up. And then to find the people around you around you who can make that steel and uh, earth and mud and glue and spit and bubblegum come alive takes the talents of a lot of people so i'd like to be able to take all the credit for it but uh, most of the time i only conceptualize and then we leave it to someone else and then as a group as a group effort we make it come come alive through constant uh, molding it to me the stage set is a piece of clay meant to be molded meant to be worked at and changed from show to show. I'm never happy with it, never will be. I always want it to be better and better and better. <laughs> radio um, has been beneficial because of the people who listen to it and more importantly because of the people who run it and they are normally the student the student who will go on to become um, the communicator of of tomorrow who will take the place of the people that we hear in the key radio stations or in uh, key radio formats around the country there are people who uh, as as of, of the moment when they are doing their work who have been pretty well unaffected because they've not grown up in that world of, hi, it's me from radio. It's not like that. These are very natural people who learn their craft from a a different avenue, really. They've been important because they usually give people like me a chance that uh, regulation, top 40 or whatever it's called these days, radio just doesn't do. They take the chances.
1: Stops on WOSR 99.9 Cube FM 540 AM Columbus.
2: There's got to be a little
0: The bulk of the audience being from the 14 to 20 age group with, uh, of course, the great smattering of people who remember the things that I've done, especially uh, from Elf to Sabbath to Rainbow and now to Dio, who still come to see the show. Because after all, we're talking about people now who are 40 years old, 45 years old, 50 years old perhaps, who grew up in rock and roll. We're not talking about something that just started yesterday. We're talking about people who are going to be Congressmen, senators, presidents of this country and other countries who have grown up in rock and roll music. And it's frightening, not frightening, it's, it's stunning when you think about it that our president was weaned on, will, be, will have been weaned on Jimi Hendrix or Janis Joplin or then Zeppelin or Purple or, or Dio. It's, it's, it's amazing for me to consider that one day a, a leader of our country will have enjoyed something that I've done. A tour for Dio is a right off the, the get, right from the get go. It's a losing proposition, monetarily. It's a losing proposition. We are not the kind of band who has ever been able to capture the attention of all of a nation. We are we appeal to a very select kind of audience. In that, I mean, right away, we're a heavy metal band. So you're going to eliminate anyone who likes Madonna. You're going to eliminate anyone who's been brought up in Motown. So straight away we've got very select kind of people. And now this band who doesn't have 90% of an audience to cater to is taking out a quarter of a million dollar stage set every year. And it doesn't stop with what it's cost to put it together. It stops with the tour at the end of the day because it takes 50 people to put it up every night. And it takes five 48-foot trucks to take it out every year. And it takes... Four buses to to take all the crew and the band itself out. It takes hotel rooms every night. It takes per diems that are paid to each one of those people every night. It takes bonuses on the road. It takes the constant replenishing of attitudes with a stage show that costs money every day to make it better. So we're talking about losing proposition right away. So it's a band that I think people will understand that pours its money back into itself. It has to regenerate. Again, it's a losing, a losing mo- money proposition, but it's a winning p- proposition because we give great value for that money. this is a dream factory that we've created on stage and it's has laid dormant for a long time and the only way it comes alive is through the music of Dio the music of Dio turns finds the key first inserts the key and turns it on and then the factory starts and within this dream factory we find the dregs of, uh, of what was once a, perhaps an important society that, that maybe needed to lay dormant uh, for someone to, like ourselves and our audience to come along to to make the factory work for us in this day and age so living within that factory are things that have overrun um, that environment Have a spider again a mechanical stainless steel spider that comes down and terrorizes whatever it can find in various and sundry ways that interacts with the band that interacts with the audience Um, there are other fascinating and fabulous things within that dream factory as well, one which happens to be a something from another planet another time, or maybe a future time that got lost in a time warp somewhere, which we call the Terminoid. Uh, and you'll have to kind of see it to get its uh, involvement. And we try to involve all of the stage set together. The band interacts with the Dream Factory. The Spider and the Terminoid interact with each other. Uh, the audience, we hope, will interact with all of it as well. doing quite a few of the songs from the Dream Evil album this time Uh, more than I think we've ever had to do before from an an album with the exception of Holy Diver perhaps because Holy Diver was the first album that we had released as Dio and we had to choose as much of it as we possibly could so that we weren't just a reflection of what Rainbow was and, uh, and Sabbath was because we still do material from those bands in a limited configuration because those were important times in my life and people I think should be subjected to the things I like once in a while as well um, but from the Dream Evil LP I think we're doing five, six songs I think it is now that's quite a bit we do you know the theme we do the Dream Evil al- we do the Dream Evil track and we do a song that I think is very important uh, All the Fools Sailed Away which is again very reflective of how I feel about music and about life uh, to the song Night People which is again an attitude about all of us who like this kind of music we kind of live in the, in, in the evening To Sunset Superman, which is a song that tells you how people can become almost superhuman when the sun goes down. Sometimes Casper Milk Toast during the day, but Superman in the evening. To Naked in the Rain, which is perhaps um, something we'd all just, maybe we'd just like to take our clothes. Maybe we have some kind of uh, flashing syndrome going, or I don't know. But no, Naked in the Rain, which is only a song much like I I write a lot, uh, saying that let's look inside the package before we decide that, uh, uh, that that person is rotten inside because if we take all of our clothes off whether we're king next to pauper or whatever when we're all naked and we're just there we're all the same aren't we, we really really are all the same and that's the, the just of naked in the rain and the, and the just I think of, of all the things I've tried to say so we have you know, those kind of songs that we do from, from this LP plus some blasts from the past you know heaven and hell has always been a very important part of our show we do it in, in again, very, varying configurations, not as long as we used to. Man on the Silver Mountain, again, from the Rainbow Days, a song that has in a lot of ways been a theme for me. I, we'll eventually get away from those, but I still think it, it holds up holds up against the test of time. Um, we, of course, do Last in Line and Holy Diver and the songs that were important from all those eras from 83 onward. Jimmy gives that party atmosphere to this band that uh, little boy attitude he'll always be a little boy I think but yet he uh, as a bass player he has a a brilliant foundation Uh, no matter how much he parties he's always able to do his job always and he plays with the simplicity that I've always felt was important for a bass player in a band like this Uh, Vinny's the best drummer I've ever played with and he's the best drummer I've ever heard. And that encompasses a lot of people, I think. It's a pretty broad statement for me. And it's an easy statement to make when people think, oh yeah, when well, he's in your band, you have to make that statement. But i play played with some pretty good ones. He's a musical drummer, a very musical, musical drummer. And I think most importantly, a friend more than anything else. I think that's important too, because I'm, I'm a person with a lot of pressures on him and uh, a real private loner kind of guy and i need people to understand me around me and jimmy and vinnie of course fit that bill i think claude has done a fabulous job within this band having been asked to stay off the stage a lot of times and to only be a coloring player but i think it's worked well for him uh, he does what he's claude's beauty is that he's able to interpret what i want to hear so i can say to claude play can you play this can you do that and he's got that expertise he knows me that well craig happens to be that rare individual who can speak any way he wants to with the guitar and just as intelligently and just as warmly and just as hu- humanly as a pe- person who doesn't play the guitar. That's a very rare breed of individual. So that's why, for, for me, he's been the one that I want to, to carry on what I hopefully have created uh, because he's able to speak without his guitar in his hand but yet cares enough about his instrument to have loved it the way I loved my voice and loved my music from you know from the age of you know five and craig has done the same thing so he's again simpatico i think is the word we come from the same attitude and age has never been a problem there's never been that barrier because again i've never grown up in Norsey. Stop. Like to be remembered for having cared which is i think something that a lot of the people i've grown up in this business with, with have not done and i've worked with quite a few of them uh, and i think my success is due to the fact that i do care the talent that i've been blessed with as a singer as a songwriter uh, is pales in comparison i think to the gift that i've been given which was to care about people as people and to want to be able to return always Uh, the gift that's been given to me.
1: WOSR Death Squad takes aim at you. Every week, the Death Squad provides hellish heavy metal for the Columbus area. On Mondays, get caught in a mosh with WOSR's resident psychopath, Kevin Monovan, from 9 to midnight. On Wednesdays, 9 to midnight, catch the evil wizard, Jim Brown, as he brings you The Conjuring. And on Sundays, from noon to 3, join mass murderers, Randy Mattallian and Todd Baker as they bring you Look What the Cat Dragged In. That's the WOSR Death Squad providing a full nine hours of heavy metal hell every week. Will you be the next victim? There's only three things in life that you have to do, eat, pay taxes, and die. Every Monday night from nine to midnight. It's Caught in a Mosh with your host, Kevin Monovan, who takes you to the outer limits of death and insanity. That's Caught in a Mosh, every Monday night from 9 to midnight on WOSR 99.9 Cube FM, 5.40 a.m. in the dorms. Listen and die. Behold, the flames rise From the compass cardinal points Burn the sacred oil And with the ashes you'll anoint Wednesdays from 9pm till midnight Attend The Conjuring with your host, the evil wizard, Jim Brown Listen as he conjures up three hours of evil heavy metal music That's Wednesday from 9 p.m. until midnight on WOSR, the Razor's Edge Metal Music. It's 12 o'clock. Do you know where your rock and roll is? right here on WOSR. For the next three hours, Ty Baker and Randy Mattallion will be cranking up Columbus's best metal and classic rock. Look what the cat dragged in every Sunday from noon to 3 on WOSR, 540 AM, 99.9 FM Cube. Turn it up. Your mom's not home. The leading edge in progressive audio. Wow. W-O-S-R, Columbus.